The Light Breakfast with Asha and Nan, brought to you by Maybank. Today, in our Office of the Future session, we're talking to Andrew Barnes, founder of New Zealand company Perpetual Guardian, who in 2018 introduced a four-day work week. Andrew, your company was one of the first to switch to a four-day working week. That was in like 2018 as a long-term thing uh, with an opt-in basis. Um, where did the idea come to actually implement this sort of work arrangement from? It, it came from me being on a plane, actually, and I was reading a couple of articles with, from the UK Economist magazine, and they were talking about productivity in companies. They weren't talking about work-life balance. They were saying that the Brits were only productive for two and a half hours a day, and actually in this oh. report, Canadians, for one and a half hours a day. Wow. And I thought, well, that's extraordinary. I did some more reading around it. And it came clear that, in fact, really around the world, broadly, it's about three hours of true productivity a day. And I thought, well, why is that happening? And what would happen if I changed the equation? If I gave my staff more time off, would they change some of the behaviors or the, some of the things that were happening? that were preventing them from being more productive. Because the thesis was, of course, that if you are only productive for three hours a day, I only had to find 45 minutes of additional productivity in each of four days to make up for the fifth day. Right. Uh, and of course, if you're Canadian, you needed to find 18 minutes. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, let's, let's try that because the thesis was it's it's the intrusion of home life on work life you know you've got to deal with the kids you've got to deal with tradespeople. you've got issues outside you're attending too many meetings um you're being interrupted all of those things mm-hmm. it was all about could we change that and if we did what would happen um there was no more science in it was that than that it was it was simply a an academic idea could i what would happen did you have to first like identify what those things were that was sort of dragging out the productivity or did you just, you know, shove that out the window and decide to just go for it? Well, you know, in hindsight, you'd like to say this was a highly thought through <laughs> strategy. It wasn't. I literally, you know, got off the plane, sent a note to my head of HR and said, I've got this crazy idea. This is what we're going to do when I get back. And <laughs> I, I, I think she... she uh, Quit. She, <laughs> destroyed, dist- no, she destroyed the email, I think, and pretended she hadn't got it. And then when I came back to New Zealand, uh, unfortunately for her, I, I'd remembered it. And so <laughs> w- we we did it literally, I would not quite on the fly, but a little bit like that. I, I basically said to the team, look, this is a, a crazy idea. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know how to do it. All I want you to do is to take this seriously that i will gift you 40 additional days off a year but in return i need to get the same level of productivity and we're going to try it and we're going to try it for three months and if it works we'll make it permanent if it doesn't work we'll try something else so you know over to you you've got a month to plan or to think about things and then we'll go straight into it that was the sum total of the uh, of the thought process that okay. was involved. How did the shift happen? I mean, did you just kind of go right? You know, the debate is: do we have Monday off or Friday off? I mean, how did you did you cram all the work into just four days? What? How did you do it? 
Well, what we first of all, we have retail stores. We can't close. So the, the gig was that not everybody could take a Friday or a Monday off. You had to have a the team, each team would work out who would take which day, and that might change from week to week. But the idea was that we would would have this rotational system. And then, you know, to be clear, you know, customer service levels were sacrosanct. So you had to work out how you were going to make sure you were servicing the customers, doing the work. But what we were also saying is it's not about cramming things in. I mean, we always talk about that, cramming things into four days. If you are only productive for three hours a day, there are still five hours left in every single working day. (laughs) What are you doing in those five hours? And some of this is about recognizing that, for example, in an open plan office, you will get interrupted every 11 minutes. It will take you 22 minutes to get back to full productivity. Now, that basically means if I gave you an hour without interruptions, that is the equivalent of three hours of normal activity. Wow. So a bit of this is time management. A bit of this Mm. is deep work. A bit of this is stop doing things. We found that surfing on the top five non-business related internet sites in New Zealand dropped 35%. You'd have expected a 20% drop, 20% mm-hmm. of people out in the office dropped 35%. So there were behavioral changes as well as we went through this. And that's part of the process. You're challenging your employees to think differently and you're liberating them. Normally, if I bring in a consultant to do a time management study i mean you know what it'd be like actually you come in and the second you tell them well we're going to get this consultant in and he's going to find efficiencies or she's going to find efficiencies your employees hear one thing i'm going to be asked to do more and there are going to be redundancies Mm. that's what they hear whereas this way we say you find the benefits and the benefits are given to you in more time you know, you've got around 240 employees. Is that right? How did you navigate through all the sort of technical challenges and the decisions and in the flexibility, the employee's salary, like all of those things must have been completely changing? Funnily enough, no. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> so, so, and the reason being is, uh, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very good point because that's superficially you think, well, everything must have changed. What we recognized is that the employment legislation in New Zealand, and it's no different than around the world, is constructed around normal hours of work, normal days of work, and in some times, normal location of work. Mm -hmm. Um, We've even, in New Zealand, brought back the tea break as a legislative thing at the moment. What I was doing was I was saying, right, let's leave the contract of employment as is, because that's important. It it covers issues around employee protections, which I'm a passionate believer of, you know, sick days, holidays, superannuation, all of that stuff. But what I said is I want you to sign an opt-in agreement. Now, the opt-in agreement basically says my contract of employment is five days a week. I recognize that. But if I opt in to what we call the productivity policy, you can then get the benefit of these gifted, not contracted, gifted days off. There is a catch. If you do that, you are also recognizing that you are going to deliver the same levels of productivity as you did before. 
because your contract of employment hasn't changed, if you don't, I say to the team, try back to five days. You know, that if you can't do it in four, we'll do it in five. Now, by doing it that way, nothing changes. Nothing. Contracts are the same. The only catch is that I have to accrue leave on the 40 days I give to my staff off a year. So effectively, I have to give them four days more. But what we decided, and I think in hindsight it was a good call, we say to them that if you opt in, you have to gift one day a quarter to charity or community service. I'm happy to pay for it. Right. This is about recognizing. I want my employees to be the best they can be in the office. I want them to be the best they can be at home and in their communities. And this is a little bit of paying it forward. This is a little bit of saying, I've got this gift. I'm going to share a bit of this gift with my community um, and my family. So I have to ask you personally, um, what do you regularly do with your, you know, one extra day off a week? (laughs) I I do a lot of interviews. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think that's kind of working? (laughs) Look, Actually, to be honest, I, I, I have long since stopped working in my companies um, uh, over the last four years. Uh, a, that was a planned strategy for me to hand over to uh, a couple of, of the guys who've worked with me for, for quite some time. So the theory, the theory was that I would be, uh, I would be, you know, re- not retiring per se, I can't retire entrepreneur but i would be changing materially changing the balance of what i did now i have uh, you know I, I'm, I'm currently in the uk sporting my daughter as well as who's doing her gcse's as long as as well as launching the the uk stuff but <sighs> this blob called the four-day week uh, has come into my life and so just at the moment, um, I'm probably doing more than that than, than I probably should. But, you know, you don't get many chances to change the world. Absolutely and not. Yeah, seize the blob by its blobness. I'm seizing that blob. Um, <laughs> and so that's the thing now. Um, I mean, this has moved from, it's not a job. I, we, we're a not-for-profit. But, you know, I said, you don't get many chances to do this. And so what we're seeing is a chance that in the next few years, you know, a lot of companies and countries will adopt the four-day week. And and we know what that does to health. We know what it does to the environment. We know what it does for families. We know what it does as far as gender equality is concerned. So, you know, we've got to give this a shove now. If you had to convince a company to adopt a four-day working week, you know, what's your 30-second pitch? Give it to me now. Okay. Um, if you think that you can't do anything better, you're saying that the pinnacle of human achievement is the way you work today. And if that's right, um, you need different management. And your biggest risk, given the evidence that this improves productivity, improves the well-being of your people, and basically makes your company better and more resilient, is that your biggest risk is your biggest competitor does this first. Well, my jaw's dropping, and uh, I'm just going to cut 
out exactly what you just said and send it to my bosses. I don't know how we work it on radio, but can we do a four day a week radio? <laughs> Push cam. Do you work? So here's the thing, right? Do you work? Do you work uh, 24 hours a day? No. Right. Does your radio station work 24 hours a day? Yes. So you have shifts? Yes. Right. So just change the shift pattern. Easy. Move on. Uh, we'll end it right there before I get fired. So um, thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, shh, um, shh, say no uh, more, please. No, really. <laughs> no, no. Well, let me let me be a little bit more. <laughs> Volkswagen makes cars on four-day week, right? They manufacture cars 24 hours a day, seven days a week on four-day week shifts. But if you can make a car, you can make a show. If you can make a car, you can make a radio station, right? I mean, it's it's... The, the thing about this is don't overthink it. We always say to, to bosses, don't overthink this. This is a challenge that your employees have to rethink about how they're going to do things differently so that they get a benefit and you get a benefit. And the benefit is statistically, we see companies improving productivity between 20 to 50%. Now, it's difficult to measure on a radio station, but... But this is about creativity. It's about ideas. It's about how do you, you know, deliver better content? Well, do you live, deliver great content when you're tired or deliver great content when you're not? Mm. So it's changing the way that we think about success and output. Because after all, the four-day week is a construct of repetitive manufacturing industry in the 1920s, Henry Ford. Why is that relevant to how you run your radio station? Why have you adopted a week, working week based on repetitive manufacturing industry? Okay, so much to digest. Uh, I think that I'm going to buy the book and read the book. And I suggest everybody else does if they're even more interested after hearing uh, everything Andrew Barnes has had to say. You can listen to this interview again, of course, on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock 